You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacist healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Michelle Sherman, president of Mishorex Pharmacist Consulting Services and the host of the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast. Welcome to June, which is um, Pride Month and our Out Loud and Proud series. And it is a great pleasure um, to introduce our episode today, Radiant Health Centers, a beacon of light in the Orange County community. Um, with Phil Yeager, who is the CEO of Radiant Health Centers. Welcome to the show, Phil. Thank you, Michelle. It is a pleasure to be here with you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have some questions I'm going to go through today, but, you, you know, I when I was thinking of the title of the show, like Radiant Health Centers has really become a beacon of light for the LGBTQ community in um, Orange County. And I just want you to know that I feel so privileged to be the advanced practice pharmacist in the clinic, to be able to work every week with um, not only the team at Radiant, but all the patients that seek us out to find like gender affirming care and, you know, kindness and compassion that they haven't been maybe able to find like at other sources within the community. So for me, it's a pleasure to be working with Radiant and to have you on the show today. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that. So this series um, for Pride Month is called Out Loud and Proud. And with everything that's going on all around us um, over the last several years and seems to be building to a crescendo, I think it's so important, instead of shying away and disappearing into the shadows while all this praise is going on all around us, I think it's so important for us to be out, to be loud, and to be proud of who we are as individuals and as a collective like group and entities to be able to take care of ourselves, our families, and the the patients and the clients that we serve. So in today's society, with the continued barrage of attacks on the LGBTQ plus communities across the country, why is it important to be out loud and proud for yourself and for Radiant as an entity? Yeah, that that's a great question, uh, Michelle. You know, and I and I think you you set it up perfectly by saying, you know, the easiest thing to do is to say, oh, that's some ugly noise and some really mean spirited stuff going on, and I'm just going to pull back and retreat. Um, but actually, what this does. Um, by this, I mean the, these actions against or threats towards the LGBTQ plus community is it really creates for us the opportunity to stand up and to say, okay, you want to talk about transgender health? Let's, let's, let's have a conversation about transgender health. Um, you want to talk about LGBTQ plus rights? All right, let's have a conversation about LGBTQ rights. So I think standing up. And, and addressing the issue and saying, okay, you've now brought this forward as a something that we must discuss, then let's have a conversation and discuss it. Because that's the only way we really begin to create that understanding in folks and remove some of that fear 
that people have around the LGBTQ plus community, which is usually grounded in lack of knowledge and awareness. So people respond out of fear at times. And I think it again, creates the opportunity for us to be very bold, uh, to be very right there at the table and say, oh, you, let's have these, these conversations and let's talk about these issues. So I think that's a much more powerful way to address everything that's going on rather than just retreating back. And when I also see, you know, school boards and other city councils and public bodies taking actions against LGBTQ plus or transgender rights, and I hear that they're doing so because of a single complaint, a single concern brought forward by a parent or a family, it really reminds me that the dozen other families that are part of that class or that room that have LGBTQ plus members in their family, friends, and so on, need to be heard to say, we want that type of diversity in education brought to our students. And so I think there are more people in society supportive of LGBTQ plus rights, supporting of the LGBTQ plus community, but we don't feel that we have to be out there and loud because we feel that things are okay. But what we're hearing and seeing right now is, is things aren't okay. And, and there are you know, groups and efforts uh, coordinated uh, that really are looking to attack uh, rights and access to healthcare for the LGBTQ plus community. No, absolutely. And you know, you're right. We, we can't be complacent and say, you know, we have marriage equality, I mean, we live in California, just, we have everything, you, you know, it, it's equal in the, in, you know, the, our communities and everything, everything's fine. And it's never really fine because you do have those elements where you, you get one people complaining. I mean, you see it across the country. One person complains about a book in a library and the whole school district then bans that book. I mean, it's, it's gone literally like, berserk mm -hmm. and that's why we can't sit back and be complacent and allow the efforts of all those that have come before us you know from stonewall and onwards mm -hmm. to go by the wayside we can never ever be complacent whether it's you know for just human rights lgbtq rights um racial equity just equity in our communities because once they come for one group they're coming for you next. And we've seen this over the last probably eight years, time and time again. So it's so important just to be out loud and proud because you never know. It's just that one complaint from one person that's been niggled with somebody from out of state and then they do that. I mean, we saw this actually just with the, the Pride Night at Dodger Stadium and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. But if if you really poll our California society as a whole, everybody, it's like, why is it even an issue? Like marriage equality or LGBTQ rights, transgender rights, it's not even an issue to 99.9% .9 of the population. And that's, I think, where the media does a great disservice to the, the community. So having said that, and... You know, we, we live in Orange County and, you know, there could be those elements surfacing around. 
I mean, Radiant really has become a center of excellence for LGBTQ care. You know, as, as a provider in the clinic, I see it like every week, people that are coming, LGBTQ community members that are coming to our clinic to seek sexual health care, um, PrEP, just primary care or even HIV care. But we're open for everybody. We have a lot of like heterosexual individuals who are coming to the clinic as well, A, because it's easy. It's so welcoming and unstigmatized compared to calling up their primary care physician or maybe an OBGYN and saying you want to come and get like STI testing. So we provide care with, with no judgment. How do you see the services and the center of excellence in LGBTQ care, like expanding throughout Orange County and even beyond in today's times. Yes, yes. We have an incredible opportunity to really take the services that we have created and are further honing here at our main office in Irvine and ultimately expanding those to satellite locations across the county. Until we get to that point, what is critically important is that we make sure that the broader LGBTQ community is aware of our presence, aware that we are here in Irvine, and aware that we are seeing patients from across Orange County and even outside of the county for that matter. So that is one of the things that I think will be uh, critically important as we move forward and into the future is to make sure that we have sites that are accessible to the community. So we envision a, a site in North County, a site in South County, uh, one in West County out towards Huntington Beach, and one in East County, more inland in the La Habra area. So that anybody who identifies in the LGBTQ plus community in Orange County will be able to be seen uh, within close proximity to where they live. So, so that really is the future in how we look to expand the services to the broader community. But in the near term, and what we will be looking at doing here uh, more um, immediately is, you know, over the years, we have developed incredible community support services for our HIV positive population. Um, nutrition services, housing, transportation, benefits counseling and screening and others. And what we're doing right now is piloting a project where we will bring those community supports um, led by a case manager into the clinic setting for individuals uh, who do not have HIV necessarily, uh, but who could benefit from these services. And so taking this case management model, these community supports for people living with HIV and really expanding those to the broader LGBTQ plus community. And not everybody is in need of housing support or nutrition support, but we will do the full assessment at the time that individuals come into the clinic. And if they do have a higher level of need for this community supports, we'll make sure that we move them into a case management system where we can provide that service. So really looking at treating the individual holistically in the near term and really more long-term being more out in the community into the various regions across Orange County. Well, that's, that's incredible. And I think bringing that model of the case management model into the clinic setting will be a huge game changer. Um, you know, as, as an organization, 
who's been serving the HIV community since 1985. You know, that's totally in the organization's wheelhouse and has been excellent services for the HIV community. So moving those services and, you know, opening it up to members of the LGBTQ community will be huge because especially in today's times with everything going on, people feel so marginalized and don't have access. Maybe people have lost their jobs or lose their housing for one reason or another. And to be able to have like a one-stop shop with resources where they can come, you know, for their sexual health care, for their primary care, they can utilize the clinic for all their medical care services, but also get these support services also. And, you know, with that, you know, also the mental health department at, at Radiant, which has grown into a robust entity in, in, of itself, is I think never before has a mental health program been so critical as in these times we are living in today. I agree. I agree 100%. Yes. And then, you know, when you think of um, – what our clients go through, HIV positive, HIV negative, the LGBTQ community. I mean, COVID uh, was, you know, something none of us anticipated and navigating through the pandemic was very tumultuous for all healthcare settings. And I think Radiant did extraordinary work during those really distressing, like three years to continue caring for the community and never wavered once through the lockdown right from the get-go, from March 20th, 2020, um, through to like recent times, never wavered in providing like excellent care to anybody who needed it. Um, can you speak to successes that happened to the organization through the pandemic? Sure. You know, if you would have asked me prior to the pandemic, could we effectively provide care and support to our clients remotely, I would have said, no, I don't see how that could happen. Um, but COVID <laughs> forced us into that situation and we learned how to do it. So none of us really had a clear vision of what it would look like, but we very quickly adapted uh, and adjusted. And so we were very quick to pivot. We were very quick to say, okay, telehealth. We got laptops and mobile devices into the hands of our teens immediately. Uh, and you're right, we didn't skip a beat. We continued to provide services to our clients throughout COVID. I think what's really important for us to do today is to take and not forget the lessons that we learned through COVID. All of those, those lessons around resiliency, around uh, innovation, around creativity, around finding new ways to really serve our patients and to keep that level of, of interest and of exploration going. Take the lessons we've learned, incorporate those into what we do today and just be ready for the next <laughs> pandemic or whatever may come our way that creates a real challenge and potential disruption to meeting the needs of our clients. So telehealth today has become more of a routine uh, way of, of meeting our clients' needs, but it's also critically important that we're here on site uh, for those folks that need to see us in person. And so today we're, we're operating in a hybrid model and I can see us doing that uh, moving forward. 
with the exception of some of those roles that are definitely client facing, right? Our receptionists are here every day at the front desk to meet people. Our food pantry team is here on site, um, packing food orders and making sure that that gets delivered. Our transportation folks are out, you know, transporting folks to and from. So for those roles where we have no choice, we're obviously going to still be there in person. But for some roles, some activities, if they can be done equally as effectively uh, remotely or in a hybrid uh, model, then that's what we're going to do. And if we, again, if we can take some of these lessons and create greater efficiencies in how we do our work moving forward, that would be a real win, taking those lessons from COVID and turning them in um, to more efficient means of, of serving our clients. No, abs absolutely. And, you know, the telehealth, you know, we talked about it, Oh, we'll get to telehealth and COVID did it. it we had no choice. It was right. one day to the next. And mm -hmm. having those options available, you know, I've just seen it from my experience in the clinic is that patients who can't make it in to that in-person appointment who, or maybe even away or out of town can still attend their appointments via telehealth mm -hmm. without transportation issues, without just not being a no-show because of the telehealth opportunity. So having that hybrid model is is critically important. Yes. And you mentioned like we geared up for COVID, ready for the next thing. And unbeknownst to us, the next thing showed up like pretty darn quickly with monkeypox. And, yes. you know, we were able to diagnose some cases and we able to take care, you know, keep the community healthy with offering vaccines and things like that. But you know, we, we've always got to be ready, I think, in the world we live in, ready for the next thing. And, you know, it's encouraging to work with and be part of an organization that's, you know, nimble enough to change, like, on a dime, literally. Um, so what words of wisdom do you have for LGBTQ youth or anyone who feels marginalized in Orange County communities about being out loud and proud and accessing care and resources and the, and getting the needs and care that they deserve? Yeah, that is a, a very good question. Um, and, and, and honestly, you know, the most vulnerable uh, within our LGBTQ plus community are our youth and youth that identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. If there was a message, a single message I could give to, to youth, it would be this. You are not alone. You are not alone. That, I think, is the most important message for youth to hear, with that follow-up being, we are here for you, and we being Radiant Health Centers. What we've created here at Radiant Health Centers is a safe space for our LGBTQ plus youth and especially transgender youth to come find a place where they can be not only heard and listened to, but more importantly, seen, seen for who they are and appreciated and respected, embraced and loved for who they are. For, for LGBTQ plus youth who are struggling and don't have family members or, or, or peer members 
to help guide them along the way, um, it can it can it can feel extremely isolating, and you can feel like you are completely alone, and that nobody understands you, and that there really isn't anybody you can share your story with. And that's why I believe it is so critically important for youth to know that there is a safe place in Orange County for them to go to where they will be welcomed as they are for who they are without judgment and with love and acceptance and that they are not alone. Um, to me, that is critically, critically important. You know, I when I think about any of the work that we do with the uh, younger population, youth population, and especially those that identify as LGBTQ+, any engagement and opportunity that we have with those young folks is an opportunity for prevention, preventing unwanted pregnancies, preventing transmission of STIs, and especially the transmission of HIV. So one of the things that is, is clearly part of all of our prevention efforts is a very sex positive approach, because let's face it, we all, most of us do engage in, in some form of sex, but understanding how to be responsible and how to protect yourself is critically important. And that message, especially for LGBTQ plus youth, most times isn't going to come from a parent. And so if we're able to be that resource and be there when they have nobody else to provide them with this helpful health information, um, then I think it's important that youth know that they can come to Radiant Health Centers. There's a place where they can ask those questions, where they can really seek greater understanding and information in a very non-judgmental um, environment and in a way that embraces and supports them for exactly who they are and where they're at in their life journey today. It's so critical, especially coming full circle to some of the um, discussion we had at the beginning with what's going on in the schools and everything. I mean, the, the suicide rate in transgender and LGBTQ youth is so high that when you in an environment that becomes so combative, like, like we're seeing going on now, you know, in some of the school districts and things like that, it really puts the life of the person at risk. So having this safe space that they can land where they accept it for who they are really is a critical piece in, in the Orange County community. Uh, I, I agree. I agree, Michelle. Mm -hmm. So as, as we end the show today and we're out loud and proud and um, – doing the work that we do every day. Um, do you have any parting words for the listeners um, who might be a lot of pharmacists out there and, you, you know, people working, you know, with, with the LGBTQ community or providing like sexual health or PrEP and those kind of activities? Do you have any like words of wisdom for those individuals who might not know? How do you interact with people from the LGBTQ community or who want to do more? Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the one piece of advice I would give as, as somebody who's been on the, uh, the receiving end of, of comments and looks is if you've got a patient who comes in seeking a full ST, STI screening or a full STI panel, please do not ask why. <laughs> 
Please just simply say, absolutely. That is some preventative medicine. That's a good thing for you to request. And we're going to provide it for you because I've been in that position. And the minute you try or you ask somebody to explain why they seek preventative testing and treatment, that can easily turn that person off and they may not seek that type of advice. So that's one word of advice is, is, when a request for test screening and so on happens, I hope that you will you will generously offer that without any questions that might feel judgmental. Um, that's one piece of advice. Uh, the, the other would be to encourage those conversations with your patients who might identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community, to ask them about sexual health, sexual screening for, for, for STIs and other diseases, pregnancy screening, pregnancy prevention. A lot of times providers think that somebody who identifies in the LGBTQ plus community does not need education around birth control, family planning. Nothing could be further from the truth. Members of the LGBTQ plus community many times will have sex in a way that could result in a pregnancy and most of the time are the least educated and least aware because it's not part of their normal routine. So critically important to treat the individual, obviously as the individual, without the judgmental questioning and with an openness to share everything you know and how folks can protect themselves. Because that's really all we really wanna do is to be able to protect ourselves, live healthy lives without judgment um, or any type of discrimination uh, felt against us, so. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when, when people are not judged and are able to get sexual health care, that's really a gateway to primary care and getting um, other potential comorbidities that they might be experiencing to get under control, maybe hypertension, diabetes, or anything else under control so that they can live their healthiest, best, holistic life because they haven't been judged. Yes. I couldn't have been said better. Thank you, Michelle. Well, Phil, it's, as always, an absolute pleasure to talk to you, and thank you so much you know, for being on the show. Um, to everybody out there, if you live in Orange County, we're out, we're loud, we're proud. And if you don't live in Orange County, I hope you listen to the show today and um, can get some pearls of wisdom from what we do in Orange County, California. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you, Michelle. It has been a privilege and an honor uh, to be on with you today. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.